Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome, everybody, to my independence report. It's Friday afternoon, and uh, we have a very special guest. I have a lot of very special guests, but this one has a story that I don't think I've ever heard before, and we're going to go deeply into that. Her name is Dawn James, and she's written the book. By the way, the famous, I don't know if anybody's ever said this to you, but the famous University of Washington, I'm in Seattle. And the famous University of Washington football coach was named Don James. Well, that was a guy. <laughs> he's suddenly he's passed on now. But this is Don James with a W, and she's written the book Unveiled. And uh, Don, you know your story is so unbelievable and so interesting that I'm just going to have you tell your story a little bit, if you would please. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, anytime. Um, I love your mission. You know, I'm all about harmony and. Let's just heal ourselves and heal the planet, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Speaking of healing yourselves, yeah, from what I understand, you've done a pretty bang-up job of that. Yeah, you know, I often say my, my life has been a roller coaster with a tsunami at my feet. It has, <laughs> <laughs> it has not been an easy road. Um, and I really feel like I, I have lived two lives since I was born. I had my first life. And that came to an end in 2003. Uh, quite interesting, uh, hearing your heart stop beating, listening to that moment when you are no longer in a physical shell, being conscious of leaving this space, this realm, and understanding what it is to truly be one with every living thing. So I had that eye-opening, life-changing event, um, spring of 2003. And so that first life came to an end. And I say that because when I returned, everything looked different. It sounded different. And I felt totally different about my life when I came back the next day. So um, this is my second life I'm living. And I often say I spent almost 40 years living up here in the brain and it took my physical heart taking a holiday for me to start living in my heart when i came back so that's the cole's note of my bumpy ride into my second life here what was the problem with your heart that what caused it to stop beating what caused you to basically die I didn't have a problem with my heart. What happened, what I, what I, and this is what I share in my story unveiled. It is, we live our lives in a certain way and we fall into this pattern of behavior. And a lot of people listening can, can relate. You know, we bought into the script, you go to school, you get a piece of paper, you get a job, you meet somebody, you know, you, you get into debt and you get into more debt and you get into more debt. And you fall into this pattern. And for me, I fell into this pattern 
But what I found as I was approaching, you know, 2003, when I got to 2002, I started feeling really empty. I kind of said, oh my gosh, is this what I'm supposed to do for the next 25 years? And so I fell out of love with my life. And the first sign that something major was going to happen to me was when I lost my appetite for three months. So I had little clues leading up to March of 03. I lost my appetite for three months. I not only did not want to eat, I had no feeling like I was hungry. I didn't want food. I didn't miss food. I, I, I was living on water and a little bit of lemon. And the funny thing about this period of time, I felt like I was being emptied. Like someone was pouring water out of a cup. I literally felt myself becoming this hollow shell. And the day I will never forget is March, 21st, 2003, I woke up and I decided I would stop speaking. And I stopped speaking that day. And that following night is when I crossed over. So there was definitely something in my spirit guiding me not to eat. There was something guiding me to be very quiet and be very calm. Because I think if I wasn't, I would not have gotten through that episode very well. So my life has been a series of physical adversities from childhood to now. My life has been a series of spiritual phenomenon. And some of the things I experienced in 2003, I had 24 spiritual events in less than a year. I did not even know what they were called. I didn't know Kundalini. I didn't know a chakra from the cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know my, I didn't know what an aura was. I did not know, I did not understand a lot of things, but I experienced so much and it was so intense that my only comfort, and I, oh, it's right here. The comfort I found at age 38 was writing everything down in a journal to keep sane because some of the experiences were not even on this planet. I had quite an interesting spiritual wake up. And so I wrote everything down the first two years right here. And this is what helped me get through a very interesting life back. When I connected to every living thing, every living person, the trees, the bird, I felt everything like one massive plane of energy in every direction. And that's when I realized we are so connected. We are truly connected. Everything has a ripple effect in our lives. And if we could only be conscious of that all the time, we might make better decisions, right? When I came back, I could still feel everything. And so for the first few months, I was a hermit. I felt when you were in pain, I was feeling it. If you were stressed out, I was feeling it. I couldn't go into coffee shops. I couldn't go to the movies anymore. I couldn't go grocery shopping. It was too much coming at me. I came back electro hypersensitive. I couldn't touch anything electronic. It would hurt. <laughs> so imagine coming back from, you know, just living my life, going to work to this super sensitive, hyper intuition on steroids gal. It was 
very uncomfortable coming back. <laughs> Why do you think this happened to you? Was it something, did you, did you, were you sitting there in a meditation one day saying, I want something special to happen to me, so make it happen, or did it just, what was it? It, it, it didn't know. I, I was not, I was a type A three page to-do list every day. I worked 70 hours a week in a very high stress executive position. I was a full-time go, go, go girl. When I lost my appetite, I knew there was something. I was way over on the wrong path. I knew it in my spirit. I wasn't doing what I was here to do but I didn't know what to do. And I started withdrawing my appetite. I lost interest in work. I lost interest in everything. I didn't care about anything. I just felt empty. So prior to that, no, I did not have a spiritual practice. I wasn't a meditator. However, when I was a little girl, I remember having a chat with my parents and I remember telling them, I wasn't going to be here for long. I always had a feeling I was going to die young. And so somewhere in my subconscious, I sped through my life. And to give you an example, Kevin, when you have a thought or a belief deep in your subconscious, it affects your behaviors, right? So mm -hmm. for me, I've always had an inkling that I wouldn't be here very long. I sped through school. I skipped three grades. I finished university at age 19. My friends were still in high school. I started my career at 20. I've done some phenomenal things before I hit 30. And I was racing through my entire life because I've always felt I wouldn't be here. I had three children in my 20s and that was intentional because I always felt I wouldn't be here and so long. And so for me, I've always had this inkling, hurry up, hurry up, <laughs> the, the clock's ticking, you better move. And that's how I lived my life the first 38 years. I was always racing. Everybody who knows me will say, oh my God, Dawn's so busy. She's so busy. Cause I knew I had an expiry date. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. A lot of people, most of us at one point in time in our lives, we say, is this all there is? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Isn't there more? Can you know how do how do I find the passion? How do I find what I'm really destined to do? When I'm working 70 hours a week, I've got three kids. I'm busy. I've got a three-page to-do list. I've got to get done. I, there was a point in time when you when you said enough is enough. I guess. Huh? I think my spirit said enough is enough, and because I'm not a great listener. <laughs> <laughs> You're a doer. Sometimes it takes a major trauma or a major accident or a major loss to get you to stop and focus and go, hey, what, what am I doing? What am I really doing? And so for me, the appetite was the trigger because the moment I stopped eating, I started paying attention to my life and I started questioning my life. And I had never stopped and sat long enough to say, what am I doing? Is this feeding my soul? Is this the right path I'm supposed to be on? Why am I feeling so empty? Why am I feeling so empty? And so spirit was nudging me, hey, this ain't what you're supposed to do till you're 65, chick. <laughs> and so when I came back, the first thing I did and the only thing I knew I had to do was leave my day job. And I had no problem picking up the phone. <laughs> Because when I came back, Kevin, I saw the world differently. It wasn't about the career and the this and the that. It was, 
is this environment healthy for me? Is this the space I'm supposed to be in? If it's not in alignment with my values, why am I here? And so as soon as I saw the toxicity I was in, I said, sorry, I have to go. And I gave them notice, I'm, I'm done. And then I started looking at my home space. I started looking at my energy. Who was I giving my energy to? Why was I giving it to? Was I losing power? What was feeding me? What was draining me? Everything became vibrational frequency, energy. My whole language changed. And now today, as I've been on this spiritual journey for almost 18, well, 18 years last weekend, every decision I make, I filter through my heart. That is new for me, but it started in 03 when I came back. If it doesn't feel good in here, I am not doing it. So that was one of the lessons I learned coming back. Check in with yourself and see how you feel about something. Don't just do it because up here says you better do it. When you were on the other side, you must have had some pretty profound experiences. Can you share some of those with us? I can. If you, I could read you a paragraph out of here, if you don't mind. I'd be honored. Okay. Because you also mentioned that uh, your entire diary is in the book. Let me tell you, there's not, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, there is nothing more liberating than sharing your diary <laughs> with the world. Well, ain't that the case? So chapter seven is my diary of the first year coming back here and what I learned. So I'm going to give you a little flavor of the night I left. Okay. What, you're about, what I'm about to share is excerpts from my spirit journal, which I wrote in the first two years I woke up. March 21st, 2003. Three months had passed since my appetite went AWOL on Christmas day. I didn't want food, work. I wasn't interested in anything. My gradual withdrawal from this earthly plane came to a head on what would be the day I will never forget as long as I live. It's the day that I woke up and realized I was not interested in speaking. I had lost all desire even to talk. I made a conscious decision to stop talking. I equated speaking with making noise, ego-based gibberish, a waste of precious energy. What's the point? So I stopped speaking. Now, later that day, I found myself all by myself most of the day. I didn't talk to anyone for the whole day. March 22nd, spring equinox, 2003. Shortly after midnight, I felt my body becoming stiff. There was a strange sensation in my lower back. It was slowly but surely moving up my spine. Inch by inch, my back kept getting tighter. It almost felt like contractions during childbirth, but it, the tightness was in my back, not my belly. I started paying attention to this strange sensation. And I started listening to my heartbeat because I could hear it slowing down. As the tightness moved up my spine, past my heart, up my back, I said nothing as my husband lay on his side, a sound asleep. My heartbeat got slower and slower and slower. And I listened until I heard my last heartbeat. I experienced no fear, but I was curious. I waited patiently to see what would happen next. 
And like a balloon slipping out of a child's hand and floating towards the sky, I felt something slip out of my body and it started rising above the bed. And to my surprise, I spoke the first words I had spoken in over 30 hours crossed my lips. As I was floating out of my body, the words poured from my mouth like water. God, fill me with your love. I rose higher and I surrendered to the experience. Can you imagine what it felt like feeling every cell of my body at the same time? I felt love pouring into every cell, an explosive tidal wave of love washed over me. I felt love that I've never felt before and I burst into spontaneous laughter. The proverbial genie had escaped its lamp. <laughs> Just part of my wake up. There's three more pages, but you got to read Unveiled. Chapter seven is my diary every day for a year and a half, what happened to me and all the spiritual phenomenon I experienced during that year and a half. So I'm a guessing then that you believe in energy and you believe that we are all one and that we are all connected and that we are all here for specific reasons and uh, our desires. Talk about that. From, from what I have seen and what I have been shown, when I came back, my vibrational frequency was so revved up that I was slipping out more than in. I was out more than in most of the time. And when your frequency and your consciousness expands to that level, it's very easy to connect to higher realms. Not everybody may believe what I'm about to say, but there are many realms of existence, right? There's the physical, the astral, and on and on it goes. There's seven major realms of existence. On the higher, more subtle realms, you can tap into angels, for example. And so for the first time in my life, I could see or feel or hear that angelic realm. And I was able to learn a lot about spirituality without any physical teacher in my life. Why are we here? Well, each of us has to answer that question for themselves. The answer came to me through journaling. It was so powerful and healing for me to understand why I'm here. And we have a soul journey. Each of us is on a journey, but not all of us will wake up in this lifetime. I do believe eventually we will all wake up to remember our true essence is spirit. But it's kind of like, some of us are in kindergarten, some of us are in high school, some of us are in university, some of us have our PhD in spirituality. When I came back, because I felt everyone and I was still feeling everyone's energy, I became much more compassionate than I had been prior to this event. So when I meet people, I'm not just seeing you, I'm not just looking in your eyes, I'm feeling and seeing your soul. And so with compassion, I meet you where you are, Kevin. So I can understand if someone is in this energy of anger, usually that's coming from pain. They have to heal. Some people are in an energy of fear. You know, that's coming from a sense of lack. So I start to pay attention to the energy of the people I'm with. Our soul is here to grow and learn. Um, Gary Zukoff wrote a beautiful book um, talking about um, the soul. And one of the things he says in, in one of his books is when we come to realize we are here to learn and grow, this is like a giant school for us. We will 
learn what we need to learn and eventually we go back home. And I do believe that to be true. The way I, I like to say it, and maybe it's a little lighthearted, but each of us is part of us. We are spiritual beings, but we're on vacation here as physical beings. This is vacation. I want you to let that sink in. We are on vacation. It's a vacation. Sometimes it's a couple of decades. Sometimes it's 80 years or more. But I'm telling you, when you realize that you are on vacation here, you're not going to be as attached to the house and the car and the titles and the this and the drama. And that's where I am at. I'm not attached to anything here because I know I'm on vacation. And so that mindset is what I came back with me. Hey, I'm just visiting. Okay. I'm visiting. How do I want my visit to play out? So I teach people how to raise their frequency physically, relationships, even their home space. I've written three books on how to raise the vibration within you, around you, and between you. And so I've been doing this work now for 18 years because when we become conscious of the energy that we create, the energy we co-create, when we're fully conscious of that, we'll be able to be the artist with the paint and the canvas, and we're gonna be able to create a life that is more in harmony with who we are. But you first have to be conscious of what you're creating. So that's kind of the work I've been doing, teaching people how to raise their frequency. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, I have, first thing I have to say is, I've interviewed uh, um, Gary Zukoff and his uh, and 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 Linda, uh, Linda Francis, and they are they are extraordinary people. Yes. And Seed of the Soul is a wonderful, wonderful book. I highly recommend. Thank you. Yes, I love that book. You've also you've also brought up well, you didn't bring him up, but uh, you have said ver verbatim, word for word, things that Neil Donald Walsh has said in the past. He's kind of he's he wrote Conversations with God. I have. Yeah. And and where you don't have to, because you, <laughs> you just said what he what he was talking about. He was he, part of part of his deal was we we have to do is remember, um, because it's this isn't new. We already know what we're supposed to do if we just will remember what we are supposed to do and who we really are, and that we are we are eternal love by everybody and by and by you know the, the powers to be and and. Uh, Everybody that I've talked to that is spiritual, that has had a spiritual experience like you do, your stories are all so similar. It's not, you did not make this up. This is something that is real. No, no. Spirit, there's, you know, like I said, I haven't, I, I don't do a lot of reading. I do more writing than reading, but I'll tell you that um, I remember, I remember um, I remember Sylvia Brown, the late Sylvia Brown, talking about exit points and going home. And, you know, I had a choice to make in 03. I was given a choice to stay or come back. And I chose to come back because at the time, even though I didn't know consciously, subconsciously, I came back to teach. I'm one of the group. There's a there's a and I talk about this in Unveiled, there is a phenomenon called a harmonic concordance. And when you fully understand what that astronomical phenomenon was all about, which also happened in 03, in the fall, 
a critical mass of people woke up that year. I've actually met two other women that woke up the exact same day that I did in 2003. And are you sitting down, Kevin? Mm -hmm. The three of us all became sound healers. The three of us all fell in love with purple. <laughs> and the three, these three of us, two other women, we all teach about raising your frequency. And we all died the same day in 2003. Like that blew me away when, and I've had conversations with one of them deeply and the similar choice was given to us. Do you want to stay out here and just merge or do you want to come back? And the three of us decided to come back. So when you talk about consistency, that is phenomenal that three women could all have the same experience on the same night and come back here working with sound and frequency and love and purple. I don't know, but that tells me there's some intelligence up there. I think it's phenomenal. Oh, it's and it, it is something that we tend to ignore. We tend to skip a lot of us do because we're not interested. We don't understand how important energy plays in our lives. I had a conversation with yesterday, uh, with a gal yesterday who's very intuitive. And I asked her specifically, I said, what do you do to protect yourself? And, and she said, well, I don't know what you mean. And I said, well, and so you might, since you're working with energy, a higher level of energy, you know what it's like to need to protect yourself from negative energy and from uh, folks that are, you know, so talk about that a little bit. I, I have a different mindset when it comes to that topic. Um, when I woke up, I didn't have any physical teachers, but I, I was guided spiritually and angels, and I got a lot of lessons from them. Eventually, I ventured out of my house, and I drove to an ashram, and I worked with a Swami for a year, and we had amazing conversations about reality and illusion and all of these topics, Kundalini, Merkaba. The Swami was the first man to give me the word Samadhi. Samadhi is the word from the East that talks about what happened that night. It is when your individual spirit or soul merges with the universal spirit or consciousness, if you will. So Samadhi is a real phenomenon. It happens. It is, you know, it happens to people. That word protection, I don't embrace that word. And I'll tell you why. When I say I have to protect myself from whatever. It's almost like I'm inviting fear into the conversation. That's true. I don't believe in fear. I don't believe in stress. And I know that's pretty bold for me to say, but again, your mind creates your reality. Okay. Your mind truly creates your reality. So once you can recalibrate, reprogram your mind, your reality is going to change instantly. And that's what I've been living and teaching for 18 years. I will not say I'm protecting myself. The language that I will use is, I'm gonna shine as bright as I can. I'm gonna get aligned with my soul, my heart and my spirit. Because when I'm in alignment and I do certain practices to keep my frequency at a good level, you shine your light. Darkness doesn't like the light. I don't know about you, if you ever, walked into a place with uh, little critters running around, you shine the light, they take off. <laughs> so my, my definition is shine your light, get as bright as you can, 
and the darkness will dissipate. Because the moment you start thinking about protection, you are, you are having a conversation about fear. That is just my belief. I'm not saying that, you know, there are people, and I have met people who will try to, you know, um, attach to you or associate with you because they want something from you. And I, I meet people like that all the time. However, you need to be really clear in your values. You need to be really clear in your spiritual practice because you will identify those people in a heartbeat. And the, to me, shining your light as bright as you can, keeping your frequency maintained is the key. I actually do a practice where I ionize my body every three days. And that keeps your frequency high. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to <laughs> you're gonna have to explain that. Ionize your body every this, this is what 56 looks like, okay? I ionize <laughs> truly I um negative ions are extremely beneficial for your cellular health and digestion and everything. A whole there's like four critical functions in your body, and negative ions are extremely beneficial. And if anyone's interested, go to my website, donjames.ca. I've got a whole page talking about cellular health. Once you keep that revved up, you're good because once you ionize and alkalize, it's very difficult to get sick, right? Sickness is attracted to toxicity and stress and um, positive ions. So if you bring in negative ions, which there's only two ways to get it in your body, you can breathe it in or you can put your feet in water and let it absorb. Um, once you get to that practice, you're going to feel differently because the more alkaline you are, you move into higher emotional states like joy and hope and contentment. So when I say I ionize my body, I'm absorbing negative ions. I go through a cycle and I do this regularly because it keeps your body strong. It keeps your immune system strong. And it's a great emotional booster. You see, I'm smiling, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> And you know what? When when you understand how important it is to detox your body and alkalize your body, you'll be good. So that's just one of my regimes, and it definitely helps keeping my frequency maintained. So I wanted to share that with the listeners because it's available to us. It's easy to do. Please, please. Yeah. yeah. I did want to ask you, though, there was, had to have been a moment when you were on the other side and you were talking to people there and you had this choice that you were given, was there a moment when you said, well, you know, maybe I'll stay here? Or were you committed to coming back uh, because you had teaching to do and you had work to do? I didn't hesitate to come back. I I, re, I, I, I still remember that feeling. Now that we're talking about it, I'm, I'm envisioning standing there and I, I saw what was on the other side. And I said, without speaking, I made my decision and I remember coming back. And I didn't know at the time I was going to be writing books and touring the world and teach. I had no idea, right? And there was no hesitation. However, when I came back, I wasn't thrilled being back here. You feel the pain of the world. You feel the weight of the world. I started looking at global events. I started feeling very concerned about what we were doing to the planet. I got very concerned about the exploitation of people, children, adults. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, give me a cape. I'm ready to charge and, <laughs> 
you know, and, and for a moment there, I, I, I got into some really big causes on this planet. And so you, you have this feeling you're compelled to want to help save the planet, change the world. There's this feeling you just, you want to just be in service. And I, I went through this passion uh, to the point of passion fatigue for about five years, but it helped me grow as a person because it's not enough to know what's going on in your backyard or your community. You should know what's happening across the globe. And so I started looking at the world with a bigger lens and it's been very beneficial to do that because I begin to see the interconnection and interdependencies, even that we have with different countries on this planet and understanding, you know, if we start, you know, if we start drilling down here, look at your fracking over here, it's going to have a ripple effect on some other country, like things like that. I got into the stop fracking movement and <laughs> no plastic, you know, I'm a no plastic girl. And, you know, my husband and I are really big, on, I'm a tree hugger. We're really big on getting to zero waste and we're very conscious of carbon footprints. And, you know, so we live it. We're not talking it. We live it every day. Um, so for me, coming back was not a decision, but You'll read about it in chapter seven. I was not a happy girl coming back. I'm telling you, I was like, take me back. You know, I'd be yelling at the sky, please pick me up. I'm ready. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> it isn't as it seems to be. It's not as wonderful as I used to think it was. And I can't work 70 hours a week anymore and, and all of that. But what do I do now? So. Yeah, I had a very bumpy year and a half, but what I've done, and so Unveiled was uh, just released on uh, March, oops, <laughs> March 20th of this, um, twenty, March 20th, it was released. Six days ago. Six days ago, new baby. It is my life. It is not just my life. It is about the journey we all take. Yes. The ebb and flow and ups and downs of life, because this is really about the people who are waking up to the realization that the script, the dream that we were all given may not be what's really for us. And so in Unveiled, I not only talk about, um, you know, my experiences losing my vision as a child, uh, not able to speak for a period of time. Um, I had a, I got into a fight at age 19 and I lost the ability to walk. I temporarily was paralyzed. So you got to, you know, the, forget the pre, <laughs> the pre wake up stuff was WTF. <laughs> well, you see, and I, I was going to mention those things, but I'm, I'm like, listen, so she, she was deaf and blind and, and, uh, and couldn't I hear had, either. Right. I had, yeah, that, that had a crazy, I had a crazy moment, but that was actually, I believe that was supposed to happen the way it did because I got activated. And you'll understand what I mean. We all have different abilities. Sometimes they lay dormant in us until something triggers it. And so for me, I got triggered at age seven. And you'll read about it in the second chapter on how I started to pay attention to the world differently when I lost the ability to hear. Other senses kicked in. And for the first time in my life, I was able to not only observe people differently, I felt connected to people differently when I wasn't able to hear them. And so it's quite, un it's, it's interesting what we learn from loss. And there's seven major losses I experienced in my life and each chapter is a loss, but in each chapter, there is a lesson that I learned 
from spirit. And so I share those lessons. And my hope is now that so many people are waking up, especially in the last year and a half. My hope is that the people who read Unveiled will begin to understand that as the illusions start to fade in your life, you need to create a new foundation. And so I hope Unveiled will help people who are looking for that new foundation understand that the magic and the richness and everything you need is already in here. We just got to connect deeply to our inner world because that is the truth. You know, this, this external world can come and go like that, right? Great. This is not going anywhere. There's a part of us that's immortal. So, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping that people who read Unveil will begin to, to realize that some of the downs and ups in their lives were maybe divinely guided to get them to this point so that they can look at their life and look at why they're here with a new pair of eyes. So I'm really hoping they can see themselves. Question for you. Um, yeah. Why the last year and a half have people started to get uh, activated? Do you have any idea? It, usually, take, it usually takes a girl, listen, Kevin, it usually takes something traumatic for us to wake up. And I can tell you, I don't think there's anything more traumatic than not being able to move, not being able to travel, not being able to see family and friends, not being able to touch other people, not being able to go to work, not being able to recreate. I mean, there's so many things that have been constricted, contracted, and we have concurrent levels of grief going on on this planet. And I mean, I can't even describe to you. I know I have so many friends who may have lost uh, elders, but they couldn't even get to them to get to a funeral. I mean, so much grief is going on. And I think because of that, we are experiencing a wake up. And so that's where, I, that's when I talk about uh, the wake up is happening because we've we're we're creating we, we're like in a pressure tank right now and we're in a holding pattern and so for the first time on this planet everybody is saying okay um i'm not on that treadmill anymore what am i supposed to do now and they're beginning to question their life question their vocation they're questioning even their relationships they're questioning their patterns of behavior. They're questioning how they were consuming things and gathering things. And, you know, so there's all these things are now being looked at. And I, so for me, it is a wake up um, in this time that we're in. And I do hope people take advantage of that because as painful as it can be, it is also a huge learning opportunity. It is a huge learning opportunity to wake up to your life and get to a point where you can begin to rewrite your script. Because that's the ultimate goal, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we just have a few short minutes left together. And I have a couple things. First of all, would you come back? I've got a lot more to talk to you about. Absolutely. And I would love to mail you a copy of Unveil because I think you'll have more to ask me once you read the first seven years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the, 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 your life is nothing short of incredible with, with all of the things that you've gone through and come out the other side and, and you were given a gift. Um, 
I, I at least I consider it a gift from spirit because you were able to go and um, really face a dialogue and, and, and understand what is going on on the other side, which very few of us get to have that knowledge directly. It's 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 very it's very important that you speak out and do what you're doing, and writing the books that you're doing and helping people uh, to to live their lives a little bit more authentically and in a real base that they really want to get up every morning and go do stuff rather than have tos. Yes, yes, it's to live consciously is really, you know what I write about, how do we get to that place of conscious living and conscious eating and conscious speaking and paying attention, the vibration of my words, how is it impacting you, right? Every decision I make, what's the ripple effect am I gonna have? So don't just look at your little backyard, you gotta look at the whole picture because we truly are creating a vibration around us right? We're giving and receiving all the time. So are you even paying attention to what you're receiving? And if that environment is not aligned with your spirit or your heart, then what are you going to do about it? Because that's really what matters at the end of the day, to live our life in a way that we don't have to say, oh my God, I need a vacation. No, live your life like you're on vacation. <laughs> well, it's at least it's been proven true in my life that if you if you ask for it to be a vacation, by gosh, it's a vacation uh, because my, my, my life has changed dramatically over the last couple of years. And it's due in part to doing this and meeting people like you. And, and um, I wanted to ask you before we go, though, what do you see the future as being? Both for you and for the planet. I was going to say people or the planet. I have two different answers. Um, I, I do hope that the last two years has uh, awoken people to the realization that everything they do is either going to help or harm the planet. So I do see behaviors changing. Um, I am very hopeful that this planet will be just fine. Um, I do see a future that is calmer. I do see a world that is greener. So I do believe people are gonna be a little bit more innovative and creative in their behaviors and their patterns of consumption so that we are not killing this planet. Um, so in that respect, I do see a brighter future for this planet. In terms of myself, I, am, I came back to teach. I will continue teaching. I'm really excited this fall. I'm doing a program called Discover Your Spiritual Self. And I'll be teaching online and I'm really excited to be, um, sorry, I'm really excited to be in this digital space now. Um, I also do sound healing. I do virtual sound baths once a month. So you can check that out on donjames.ca. Um, I just love holding space for people to heal and I love teaching. So that's my future. Pretty simple. And that's pretty complicated, actually, because <laughs> you, you can... Just, just by virtue of the fact that you can help people um, raise their vibration, live their lives in a more authentic way and a happier way. And and uh, the, the one thing about the planet, I will say this, it scares me, is I think the planet's going to be fine, but they may have to get rid of a bunch of us that uh, are polluting the planet in the process. I, I'm hoping that's not the case. I My only comment is, 
one of the gifts I have is to, I foresee a planet that is going to be quieter and greener and it will have less people. Yeah. Um, that's just what I see. Uh, but that is not happening at least for the next 20 generations. So don't worry about it right now. <laughs> but you know, it's true because some of the foresight that I've been you know, given the opportunity to see uh, when I left is we will, you know, this planet will be fine and it will be greener and cleaner, but it will be a little less populated, but it's not, it's not in a bad way. It's just, um, we're supposed to coexist in harmony. That's one of the lessons we came here to learn. And I honestly believe we keep reincarnating because we're not learning that lesson, but we will get there eventually. As I said, it's not gonna happen in the next decade. I think it's probably, from what I've seen, it's probably 20 generations from now. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm I'm not gonna make that many generations. So I'm I'm but I maybe I'll be back and then and then I you know it could be two or three times in that in that span. We have to we have to wrap this up. I want to make sure that I give you the opportunity to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know before we go. Um all of my work, my mission, my passions are on donjames.ca. Unveiled is available worldwide only in paperback. This is a touchy feely book. You got to flip the page, don't swipe left, and it will remain in paperback. I really want people to embrace it, feel it, absorb it, because there's a message in there for those of us on a path of waking up or the people who have woken up. So, donjames.ca, you can learn all about what I do and why. You are just phenomenal. And uh, by the way, you're in Canada, right? I'm a Canadian gal, eh? <laughs> hey, hey, it's the way you're living now. Um, I'm a snowbird, so if it's cold in Canada, I hang out in Costa Rica. Oh, very nice. No very snow, nice. no snow here. <laughs> but they got they got snakes down there though. So. Um, not not in my visible optics. I got two dogs. That's it. <laughs> two dogs. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> very very good don james has been our guest the book is unveiled and it's donjames.com or dot ca right donjames.ca and go there and uh it's it's been a pleasure having you on the, on the thanks podcast. for having me i enjoyed our chat and uh drop me your coordinates so i can send you a copy of unveiled you have it i will do that i will do that thank you Thank you so much. And I, until we meet again, I'm looking forward to to reading the book. And and, and I, I think you're right on. So anyway, Don James has been our guest. Thank you so much. I've got to do this. See if you can hang on for just one second, okay? Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.